You're listening to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. Youth ministry isn't easy, and you don't have much time. That's why this is a car ride's worth of content to help you reimagine, revive, and rebuild youth ministry. Welcome to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. I'm Allie, your host, and today I'm joined with not only my usual partner, Daniel, but also a special guest, Joseph. Joseph, you could say hi to the people. Oh, hey. (laughs) So Joseph joined our staff last year as the Next Gen Minister Coordinator, and we thought it was about time to have him jump on here with us today. So now, Joseph, I'll have you kick us off because you're new here. Every podcast, I ask Daniel what he is loving. So today, what are you loving, Joseph? Well, today I am loving fireflies. Mm. I got a little daughter, her name's Ruth. She's about three and a half years old, and she absolutely thinks fireflies are the greatest <laughs> thing ever. And Ruth gr- and me think fireflies are the greatest thing ever. Daniel's a big <laughs> firefly fan, too. Well, especially because Daniel and I are both from Idaho. There are no fireflies out there. Nope. So oh. I was 20 years old before I saw my first firefly. I didn't and realize. So it's still kind of magical, even just being that far just separated. It's pretty cool. I was over 30 because it was when I came out here. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Look at you. Still experiencing the excitement of young children. That's right. All about fireflies. All about fireflies. Daniel, what are you loving? Fireflies and? I love my iron flask water bottle. Mm. I did notice you had a new water bottle because you always carry a water bottle with you. I had another one that was the, what is it called when it doesn't sweat? It has a hydro flask. Yeah, hydro flask. And, um, and I broke something on it. The seal would always drip on me. So I got this one. It's just a really good brand. Iron Flask. You can get it online if you like those sort of water bottles. Very nice. Very mm-hmm. nice. Well, I am loving, I'm doing a repeat. Kind of. It's not Chipotle. It's so. no. Chipotle. <laughs> I probably said Chipotle many times on this podcast. <laughs> but no, I listen to a podcast that comes out every Tuesday morning, and it's called The Next Right Thing. Mm-hmm. And I love it. That's why Daniel already knows about it. But right now, uh, the host, Emily, is in a series that instead of, usually it's a lot of talking and different research and prayers and reflection, um, but she's just doing a series that she's recording herself reading psalms and she'll read two or three Hmm. different versions of the same psalm um and she just has the most relaxing voice but it's such a peaceful way to start your tuesday morning just listening and meditating over the same psalm uh, two or three times just read in slightly different ways and translations um but it's beautiful so i'm loving that podcast because i'm loving her current series on that nice so you guys can all go and listen to that we should read a psalm next next season yeah, do a, maybe we should do that. Just copy her. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? So today's Car Ride's Worth of Content brings us to the end of this season. And we will be finishing our conversation today about recommitting to relational ministry. So relational ministry is needed as we come out of this pandemic now more than ever. Um, it's challenging to reach teens, but human-to-human connection can make a difference in their lives. We know that. So we're strategizing this series on how to make those connections. If you've missed any of these, you can always go back and listen to the previous episodes on this topic or any previous episodes. But just to give you some highlights, we have gotten great new ideas from Springtide Research about youth ministry and specific denominational breakdowns. Um, so we've covered that, as well as some other really good things we're learning 
learning and rediscovering just as we work on recommitting to relational ministry. So today we finish the series and the season of this podcast by talking about celebrating milestones. Such an important part of relationships are when you celebrate in together on these milestones. You cry, you laugh, you pray, and you celebrate together. Yeah, the point is to make the most of with these connection opportunities. So relationships, you grow stronger the more you show up, and you also show that you care by showing up and being with these um, uh, individuals. So milestones are those extra special moments where there is something worth celebrating, and we want to capitalize on all those opportunities as much as possible. Yeah, and they come up in different places. You can show up to an eighth grade graduation or an award ceremony. It's a great chance to connect with parents and they're going to love you forever if you ever show up to their kids event like that. <laughs> um, the student will feel flattered. Uh, maybe you go to their game and you paint your face and you dust off your foam <laughs> finger, the big championship, or they won't forget you for that. Or you get them a St. Christopher medal when they get their driver's license and they hang it in their car. And it's a reminder every time they get in the car to be safe, that their faith matters, that you're supporting them. So they're just opportunities all along the way. Definitely. So today we are going to do three things. We're going to talk about what constitutes a milestone. We're going to give you a list of potential milestones that you'll see throughout your ministry and your students in your programs. And then we're going to go through the ways you can inter interact with teens around those milestones. So the first thing is, what is a milestone? So the dictionary definition is a milestone is a stone that is beside the road to mark the distance in miles to a particular place or from a particular place. I know, I think the Romans first started using milestones. Mm -hmm. And so you'd see some of them in Italy and all throughout the world. Uh, and it'd be um, how far you have to the next major city or all roads point to Rome. So there's some would actually say how far it was to Rome, which is a hmm. pretty fun little fact about milestones. But on the human side, um, milestones can still be very similar. So it is an action or an event marking a significant change or a stage in the development. Milestones mark our development. They show that we are go where we are going with our teens. They show that they are growing up and that there are only many milestones from, well, there's only so many milestones from the ages of 10 to 18 when we have them in our student ministry. So we want to mark that and celebrate mm -hmm. that with them. Yeah, we don't have any specifically Catholic Christian moments in these years. There's no like bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs ha are in the Jewish faith. Mm -hmm. The only thing that I could think of that was kind of equivalent to that was like a quinceanera. Um, but they're really just for a particular culture within our church. And even quinceaneras, they're only um, kind of partially a church event. Some mm -hmm. people have it at church. Some people don't. And they're really just for a teenage girl. So it's pretty limited yes. <laughs> audience for something like that. You could say confirmation is a big part of that time of life for a student. But mm -hmm. I mean, we've already talked about confirmation a lot on this, um, on this podcast. It's a big part of our program. We should certainly mark that by celebration. But you can go and check out um, what we have to say about confirmation in another series. So what we want to do here are to just look at what milestones could be. And this is not going to be an exhaustive list that we give you, but it'll at least get you started down that road of thinking like, where are the milestones? What are they talking about when you say you want to celebrate these moments? Um, so there are the every year moments that you can celebrate as milestones. There's birthdays, the end of the year, when you get to the, your last small group meeting of the year, mm -hmm. that's kind of a moment that's repeated over and over. 
holidays. We have a lot of our small group leaders that like to get their, their group a gift mm-hmm. for the holiday, for Christmas or whatever. So these present good little opportunities for connection, maybe a gift or a note during that time, but it's probably not the biggest opportunity. Yeah, there's also achievements like elementary and middle school graduations, driving tests, or just big recitals or games. There's project completion and they did something at school. Um, even like directing at Nativity and getting involved there somehow. Those are all can be achievements that we see in our students. Yeah, we had a student, Ryan, that he was actually a guest on the podcast once and he has um, grown up. He just graduated this year. But mm-hmm. when he, so we have our creative tech team, when he um, not only operated a camera for, we call it big church, but he mm-hmm. was directing, which is the person calling the shots yes. of all the people operating cameras, what the shots are on the screen talking in people's ear and telling them what they should be doing. There was a point I remember where he directed and it was, it was a a huge achievement for for a teenager to do that. And us acknowledging that achievement goes Mm -hmm. a long way too. And it happened to be something at church, but that, that feels like a big thing to be able to acknowledge. Mm -hmm. And I actually think we didn't looking back on it. Well, we said it at wins, but I don't think it was, it was between our staff, not as much to him. Like we could have definitely gotten him. A card, a gift, something, some yeah. sort of acknowledgement. So those See, are the look, we're opportunities. With all of you. It's a work in That's progress. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of graduating, there's also another set of milestones or things that only happen once in a lifetime. For example, graduating from high school. You should only ever have to do that once. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully you do it at least once. At least once. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's a positive there. But other things could be I was involved a lot in um, extracurricular activities when I was in high school. So winning awards or trophies or things mm-hmm. along those lines, especially sports, is really big around here. And having that championship game, but also getting accepted to college mm-hmm. or if it comes winning a prize of some kind um, for a scholarship. Because all that has, all, those are things that they'll hold only once. And so we can be there to help celebrate that with them in their own individual milestones. And I will say, too, other opportunities present themselves if you connect with teens when they're, you know, that high school, middle school age. You know what's going on in their life right. to know, be aware of these other achievements and milestones. But then they get married and they mm-hmm. have kids and they graduate from college. And in Allie's case, they come back and work at the church again. <laughs> The goal for all of us, right? But there are definitely other milestones that are once in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. I think they'd start, you experience more of those if you are able to continue connecting with teens. So the type of milestone should dictate the amount that you celebrate it. So for those, you know, every year moments, it's not quite as much of a celebration as it is for a big achievement or for a once in a lifetime milestone. So here's one thing that you should always emphasize no matter how you choose to celebrate it. Look to celebrate the individual rather than the group. There are moments that it's great to celebrate the group too, but these milestones are special because it's that person's achievement. It's that connection that you want to have with them. So that's easier when it's a recital or championship game than it is when, say, your entire group graduates. Um, Our friends at Orange often say, do for one what you wish you could do for all. And that's what we're talking about with these milestones. They have more meaning when they belong to a person rather than the entire group. So we like when our seniors graduate, we've talked about this on here before, too, but we try as much as we can to individualize that, too. There's a card handwritten by someone they know, either one of us or their small group leader or both. 
we had some that missed our event where we handed them these kits this year. And so we went and delivered them to their home. Mm-hmm. We've had them pick them up and I just felt better to me to like go deliver so them. Like a service to them. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't even get to see them most of the time. Like Joseph and I both delivered. I think I saw one out of the four that I delivered. I, I didn't see any of the four that I delivered, no. I did yeah. talk to a couple parents, though. Otherwise, it was just left on the porch. <laughs> but I but they appreciated the... The parents especially really mm-hmm. appreciated the... Yeah. Um, and and then um, maybe you have a, like an extra pack of ramen for Billy <laughs> and Susie gets hair clips. So there are ways that you can make it individual even when it doesn't feel that, that big. Um, but the celebration should be individualized. That's the point. Yes. So we've got a working definition for milestones so we can spot them and a big list of ideas. And you probably thought of your own as well as we were just listing off some of ours. So now we can bring it home. How do you get involved in these milestones? There are different levels of involvement, of course. So we're going to go lightest to highest investment. First is ask about the milestone. Just acknowledging it is a great first step. Hey, how did that test go? I remember you saying you were worried about it last week. How did your recital go? Um, You also can help yourself by writing it down, especially as a small group leader or when you have those one-on-one chances to connect and talk and get like a review highs and lows of the week. That's a great time to just jot down some notes and then you can look at it the next week or the next time that you see them again and remind yourself of what you want to follow up on. Um, the second level would be sending a message and it could be something as simple as a text message like, hey, thinking about you or good luck or along those lines. I've, what I've found particularly useful isn't text messages and it's certainly not emails. Kids don't respond to emails very well, but postcards, especially having a written, handwritten postcard. I've gotten more responses back about the postcards I've sent than I have any other form of communication. Mm-hmm. So I found that one to be really, really interesting. We have those little greeting cards that we found too um, at Hallmark and they're the size of a business card. So you don't have to write much, mm-hmm. but they are just kind of cool to receive. It's the thought. Yeah. yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. likes to receive actual mail these days. Nobody, <laughs> you don't receive as much as you used to. So the next level after asking about the milestone, sending a message is to get a gift. So we mentioned the St. Christopher medal, if, if it's a new driver, prayer card, rosary from your travels. I had somebody get that for me this year. Actually, they went to the Holy Land and they brought back a rosary for me, which was really nice. That's awesome. Um, but gifts like these take your thoughtfulness to another level. Um, depending on what the celebration is, you probably want to be careful what sort of gift you're giving and make sure it's kosher. Appropriate. Don't want it to get <laughs> yeah. weird. But, yes. but giving gifts can be a great way to, to show you care. Yes. Next is to pray for them. A novena or a rosary, just writing it in your prayer journal, praying for someone and then letting them know that you are actively praying for them is a deeper gift than a material one. And then lastly, the probably the one of the greatest gifts you can give somebody is that of your actual time. Mm. So if they are going through a major milestone, especially those once in a lifetime milestones, actually show up, be there for them, be there with mm. them. You build that unique relationship, it gets deeper. It can only get better when you actually take that next level. Yeah, so all of this admittedly is simple. It sounds simple. It is simple to do. Sometimes we create these episodes for podcasts. We aren't even sure if youth ministers like you are helped by what we say, if you're confused by it, or if probably more likely you're rolling your eyes and saying, yeah, everybody knows that. These are simple <laughs> ideas. But even though these levels of milestones are easy enough to break down and understand, the question is, are you utilizing that knowledge? 
Are you strategically planning which milestones you can be a part of? Do you figure out a way to connect with all the members of your small group if you're a small group leader? Do you mark those milestones on your calendar and so you have them and know when they're coming up? Do you have a notebook where you take notes on your small group each week? We have to really work at making the milestones work for us and to make those relation, relational connections happen. So as we finish this season of Uprising, we just want to leave you with that challenge because it's the challenge that we're facing too. Even though the landscape of youth ministry has morphed these last few years, the pandemic changed things, the need for teens to have caring adults and peer relationships at church has not changed. So our methods really have to catch up to the constant need of teens and figure out new ways of reaching them. Yes, well, we always like to wrap up by giving you one bright idea. So today I'm going to pass it off to Joseph. Tell <laughs> us our bright idea. All right, so we just talked about milestone markers but or milestones themselves, but what's important to realize is you don't actually have to wait for milestones to exist outside of the church. Mm. You can create your own milestones and bring them into the church, and so you have something to celebrate, something to grow with the kids each year. And so this year what we've worked on, as we um, uh, have created a milestone for each grade, from first grade to 12th grade, and we have a ceremony, it's sometimes a small box or a trinket or a toy or a gift or an impact, a memory that allows them to celebrate that next stage in their faith life that we're going through. Yeah, and it's for every grade. We're really excited to bring those. And we have a series about them. If you want to learn more about those milestone markers, you can go back and listen um, as we detail grade by grade what those milestone markers are. Well, that's all that we have this season. We're looking forward to some new voices, some fresh content. When we come back in the fall, we'll be shifting to include more of our next-gen team, both staff and volunteer, as we start season four. And the coverage will really be for all ages, six weeks to 18 years old, what we're learning, struggling with um, as we're in the trenches with you. And one of our goals is to create that content that we can use with our own ministers here at Nativity as well. So it will truly be what we're learning and sharing at the moment. So hit that like and subscribe button, share with a friend, spread the word. We're always honored if you think it's worth your time to tell another person about Uprising. Until next time, we love you very much.